Welcome to Equipus Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Why don't you give them a hand? Thank you, hosting team. You are beautiful as well. Handing out the candles. There's a special little moment where I saw my eldest son give my amazing wife a candle. Amen. Well, welcome to church this morning. It's great to have you here. If this is the first time here or you're tuning in online, it's great to have you. And my name's Will, and, um, and as you saw the amazing Desiree before, we, we passed the church here, and we want to say we love you. We pray that God will grow bigger in your heart, and you'll know His love and His grace in your life. We, uh, we don't take it as a, um, a, anything um, lightly. We really believe our heart as a church is to point people to Jesus, and we pray that He gets larger in your world and He grows in you. I pray that you'll become more emotional, uh, so then I'll feel more secure. Um, but uh, it's all good. And so our heart is that you'd know um, God's love. And so we pray this morning that you would have exp- you would have experienced that through the worship, um, and also hopefully this morning I can encourage you through. Some, um, I, I like to say a short message because then I'm prophesying the future. Um, it has been known that I've talked for a little bit longer than short, um, but I'm praying and I'm prophesying short this morning. Um, and so I just want to honor all, all of you amazing ladies. I pray you enjoy that candle. Those candles are amazing. I love the story behind it. Um, just a, a very, very good friend of Desiree's, Margaret Hollingsworth, and myself. I always love seeing her. She's an amazing baker, and whenever I go to Auckland, I always have to bring baking back. How much do you think actually arrives? It's an hour and 50-minute flight back. And uh, anyway, but um, it's, just, it's just cool being able to see their journey. Um, and really, we weren't actually talking about, we didn't show that, that, that um, clip this morning because of uh, a mother-daughter relationship. We showed that clip bef- this morning because we wanted to show the relationship of love. And Colin was there as well, and, and, and Margaret was there as well, and there's that relationship of love, and, and that relationship of love uh, go- grows in our heart. It grows in our spirit. I pray that the love of God will grow in your heart. I, I, I get excited, and if you've been in church for a little while, you'll know this, but out of this Ephesians 3, it talks about how wide, how high, how deep God's love is. And it says that we'll never truly understand God's love. To me, that, that, that doesn't confuse me. That excites me because every time I experience God's love, there's a little bit more of Him. And I know that there's always going to be more of God. I pray this morning that you'll get more of God's love, more of His uh, anointing grace in our lives. But I want to, I'm sharing this morning, I'm just actually, I just decided to use all um, ladies out of the Bible this morning. Not all of the ladies out of the Bible. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll be here for a long time. There's a lot of ladies, amazing ladies in the Bible. But I wanted to share stories from women in the Bible this morning um, but the title of this message, often I forget about titles, but I wanted to share this title because I think it will help us, is when it doesn't look like you thought. Have, have, you, ever, have you ever been into something or, or are about to do something and it didn't pan out the way you thought? It was, it was, it was amazing um, a couple of weeks ago, and some of you may know Gretchen. 
and she's an amazing woman, an amazing friend, but I, I'm pretty sure she didn't think it was going to take 40-something years until she got married. But I tell you what, she's real excited she's married now. But there was a waiting, there was a waiting. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, that she, she, I'm pretty sure it wasn't panning out the way she was thinking. 12 years of waiting, 12 years of figuring stuff out in her world. But here we, here we go this morning is there's always times where things don't pan out the way we think. But here's the rest of this title of the message is, but we can still have faith for the future. Why? Because we serve a loving God. Everyone's probably got areas in your life, even you're thinking about right now, hey, it's not, doesn't look like I think. Maybe you're a, you're a grandparent in the room and, and you've, you've got um, grandchildren and you're like, man, this is not how I thought. I thought my prayers were hitting the mark. I thought they, they were going to be amazing and, 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 and we're waiting. But here's the thing is God's going to use them and, and God's going to use your prayers and be consistent this morning. I'm jumping ahead of myself. But I want to encourage you today, we're going to go through a couple of stories where we can go when it doesn't look like we thought, but we can find God in everything today. There's a story in Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This is, this is Moses. This is about Moses' mom. I'll read it in a moment. And uh, Moses' mum puts Moses, you would have heard it through uh, Sunday school, even maybe the old flannel graph, whatever uh, you've, you've, you grew up with. And how Moses gets put into a basket and floated down the river. I think, I mean, did anyone ever have that in their life? Maybe you can't remember that. But you, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a newborn baby floated down a river, I don't know about you, but that's crazy. The Nile, full of crocodiles. Um, you know, so let's read this this morning. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was fine, was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Do you know who we're talking about right now? Moses. Do you know who wrote the book of, Moses, of Exodus? Moses. So Moses is just talking himself up right now. When he saw that he was a fine child. Thanks, Moses. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her, her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. Um, he was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew up, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew, saying, I drew him out of the water. 
there's a, I love this. I love, I love Moses. I love the story of Moses. I love how he, he stepped out in faith. I love all about the burning bush. I love all of that sort of stuff. But this is an amazing part of the life of Moses. This is the start of Moses' life. But then, and, and we can read this morning, we can take heart from, from Moses' mum. Moses, in the context of this, this is well after Joseph uh, had been in, in Egypt, well after the, that, the, those, the legacy of that had died off. And basically what had happened is, is that the Pharaoh of the time saying all these Hebrews were getting strong. All of them were getting, get, and, and they was, he was scared that one day they would overpower all the Egyptians. So he created a decree that any, any a newborn male would, would be taken and, and killed at birth. And so you've got a mother here who, who, who has had a baby boy and now concerned of the atmosphere or the situation that she is in. And so she organizes, she makes this basket and places it in the reeds of the Nile and, 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 and just hopes for the best, I guess. Why, what could happen? In fact, I did a little bit of research into this because I'm like going, I know God's sovereign and I know God's awesome. But there's, there's got to be more about this, and God's hand is always on our life, and God will bring protection in and across your life because He's called you and anointed you. I'm like going, come on, God, there must be more in this. And as I did a little bit more research, and you know, scholars will actually say that Moses' mum regularly went down to the, to the Nile to bathe. Who knows that regularly bathing is a good thing? All the, all the mums said amen right now. Regularly bathing is a good thing, but actually in and through that regularly bathing that, that Moses' mum would do, what did she also see? Pharaoh's daughter regularly bathed as well at a certain place, at a certain spot on the Nile. And so there was a whole lot more to it. She just wasn't putting Moses in a basket and hoping for the best. She'd actually done a bit of uh, thinking and gone, you know what, this is, a, this is what scholars are saying, that, that she knew that Pharaoh's daughter was going to turn up at that point and at that time. And so you know, I love the thought that, that as, as we go on in life, you know, uh, the first point this morning is actually if, when, it, when it doesn't turn out how you think it should, be consistent. Just be consistent in your life. Turn up to church. There was a great chance to say amen. Thank you. Not just when there's cupcakes. Amen. Mind you, they look good, and I can see them from here, and they're still all right. By the way, it's, mothers, uh, it's, it's ladies first after morning tea, all you men out there. All right. But let's be consistent. The first thing I want to encourage you with this morning is be consistent. Be consistent in turning up into your life group. Be consistent going to church. Be consistent in opening your Bible and, and hearing from God daily. You know, there's, there's the version Bible app out there that you can have on your phone. And, and, and you can just honestly, you can open it up and read it. And it literally can take you a short amount of time or a long amount of time, whatever draws you in. But I want to encourage you, be consistent. See, consistency with Moses' mum gave... I'm pretty sure the Lord gave her an, an, uh, an idea or an unction to say, hey, why don't you do this? And we can see that Moses, I mean, the Pharaoh's daughter came along and she saw Moses. She sent her servant 
to pick out the baby. I even love the fact that God's so, so much into this that, that Moses' mom got him back and got paid to look after him. Any other mothers out there going, amen, right now? That's like maternity leave on steroids. I don't know. But, but it's like that's amazing that, that in that situation, when it doesn't look like it's supposed to, God comes through in a miraculous way. I want to encourage you this morning. What, what can you believe that, okay, God, I don't know what this is going. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why it looks like this, but well, I can believe for a miracle in the situation. That is way better than whatever we can think. I love the passage, and I forget where it comes from, but it's in the Bible. It says, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We can be encouraged that God knows the plans for us. Amen. And we can, if we have consistency in our world, it will land us in a good place. It will land us in a good place. The other thing, oh, we'll move on in a second, but... Here's in Acts chapter 10 a few more scriptures around consistency or reg, being reg, regular. Uh, this, is, this is about Cornelius, a Roman centurion. At, at, at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. This is in the Roman army. He and all his family were devoted and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly regularly. You know, uh, right now the thing that I'm hearing around around life and around church life is like, is like man, it would be so good to get some routine. Who, who would like routine in their life right now? Anyone? Who's had good routine in their life right now? There, there, no one. No one put up their hand for anyone, any of those situations anyway. But like, there's just we've had to manage and we've had to move. And you're like, can you come to church? Can't you come to church? How many people in church? Are you able to work at home? Do are you allowed to go to work? All this, all this stuff that is just throwing everyone out of routine. And I'm saying, you know, in life we've got to go with the ebbs and flow of what God's doing. But get, it'll be good to get some biblical disciplines as routine or regular regular things in our world. See, God used Cornelius to talk to Peter. And shifted Peter's entire view set on what it was to reach everybody for Jesus. I like it where it says in, in um, I'm pretty sure Acts chapter five verse twelve, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. I love it this morning that we're in church. But is it a regular thing? Do you desire to come and worship Jesus in, in, in church? Coming to church, why? Because we get to lift up the name of God together. Corporately, we get to believe and pray for one another. You might see someone who might need just an encouraging word, and you can just come and say, hey, man, let me pray for you. Let me bless you. And I want to encourage you this morning, let's be regular in our prayer and regular in our meeting together. And I know right now through the health concerns and all that, amen, we encourage you to do what you need to do and what you feel comfortable with in your faith. But don't neglect, neglect meeting together. Let's encourage one another. Amen. Um, go another scripture in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 37 
This is Jesus, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. This leads me into my next topic or point this morning is going back up to, to Moses. And it actually just says that the, the Pharaoh's daughter had compassion. She had compassion. It's Mother's Day and we celebrate all women. And one of the things I know is that females are a lot more compassionate. I'm not trying to be rude. I just know they're a lot more compassionate. I'm like, talk to my sons. I'm like, take a teaspoon of cement and harden up. When my wife will come, are you okay? Are you good? I want to celebrate that compassionate spirit this morning. The being compassionate, the men, be secure in yourselves. You can grow older and get more emotional and you can become more compassionate. But let's be compassionate in everything that we do. We don't know what people are going through in our world, in, in the world. Uh, I talked at team night last week. Uh, I talked about the why behind the what. And I said to the hosting team, you're one of the most important people or teams in the life of the church because your welcome could determine someone's experience of church. Well, like what? Oh, hey, how you doing? Hi, how are you today? So much different. And let's have compassion on people. We don't know what people are going through. We, and and it's, it's a gift from God. Jesus had compassion on everyone. Often you read through the Gospels, as, as we understand the journey of Jesus going around, it says that he had compassion on. And then he went over here to the next city. He had compassion on them. He had compassion on me. He had compassion on you. And so here's the thing. Let's, let's be regular in all that we do in our lives. Let's be regular in our prayer. Let's be regular in our meeting together. Let's be regular in our compassion, encouraging each other. Last, uh, well, not the last one. Um, next, next story I want to, bring up out of the Bible is actually out of 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16. And Solomon's just become the king, and, and, he, and he has a tricky issue that's come up. And I'll read you this story. Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king and to have an argument settled. Please, my lord, one of them began. This woman and I live in the same house, and I gave birth to a baby while she was with me, while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone there. One, we were on, sorry, we were alone there. We're only two of us in the house. But her baby died during the night, and she rolled over on her, and then she got up in the in, in the in the night and took my son from my bedside. Meanwhile, I was asleep. She laid her dead child in the arms and took mine to sleep beside her. And in the morning, I tried to nurse my son, and he was, wasn't alive. But when I looked more closely in the moonlight, it wasn't my son at all. Then the other woman interrupted. It certainly was yours. The living child is mine. No, the first woman said, the living child is mine. And there was an argument. And then the king said, let's get the facts right. Both of you claim that the living child is yours, and each says that the dead one belongs to the other. All right, bring me a sword. 
So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child, who loved him very much, cried out, Oh no, my Lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, and he will be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us. Then the king said, Do not kill the child, but give him the woman. Give him to the woman who wants him to be alive, for she is his mother. When all Israel heard of the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. You know, it's, it's a story that's in the Bible which is a super, super sad story. But then it's also a super amazing story of, of the heart of, 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 and the love of a mother. I don't know about you, but, you know, and of, of, obviously you would do whatever it took for that, for that baby. And one of the things that I, I was thinking about and meditating over is like, Lord, how do you do this? How do you give away everything that you, you love so much? And Lord led me to, the first, to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. And it says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is, made, is, is not made perfect in love. And this scripture talks about perfect love driving out all fear. See, I, I, I think of this lady who said, you know what? No, don't kill this baby. Give it to the other person. She was willing to go, you know what? I love this person so much. I'm not going to fear. In, in fact, I really want to encourage us. Let's run to God in every situation in life where we might be fearful. God's perfect love casts out all fear. challenging situations in life, where, where fear comes into our world, where situations come and, and, and hold us all the way back, but God will render a just decision. There's no fear in love. Think about Moses' mum. Was there fear when she placed him in the reed? Probably. But she grew in God's love. And in any situation that we go through, I pray that we're growing in God's love this morning. Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. In, um, in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 38, there's this question. And the question is, Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses, and maybe you've heard this before, it says this, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Uh, uh, many of you have probably he heard the scripture before or been encouraged by it before. Uh, but I, I, I don't know about you, but have you ever seen uh, one of those things come up on social media saying what, which flask gets filled first? And there's this little pattern and the jug's going into this little maze and some of the things are blocked off at the bottom and then some are open and some are not even open. Anyone with me this morning? It's just me trolling through Facebook. Uh, see, see, I think about God's love like that a little bit. I'm like going, which area is going to get filled up first? 
But this commandment says you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. I want to encourage you this morning. If you love God, you love, love God with all your heart. Just love Him with all your heart. Why? Because I believe that then, that will then overflow into your soul. It will overflow then into your mind. And, and that's the thing that God wants to grow in all of us. Let's have compassion for this world that we live in. Amen. Our worship team, you guys can jump up. I'm holding to my promise this morning. See, love grows through consistency. Love grows through consistency. And in fact, in, Psalm, in Psalms chapter 19, verses 6 through 8, it says this, The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows it, its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. Have you ever been cold and then the sun's come out? And you can stand there and you can feel the sun. You know, you turn your back to it and you're like, ah, oh, that's good. Or maybe you're a... You're out somewhere in winter and you find an open fire outside and that heat hits you. But I like where it says here, the sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. It's like, it's like the love of God. In fact, I've shared this before, but one of the amazing things about sunflowers is that sunflowers actually turn during the day to follow the course of the sun. And then they wake up back here. And they go, yeah, it's amazing. I've seen fields of sunflowers. Why? I just they'll obviously understand. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving your soul. You know, the Lord says, meet with me regularly. The Lord says, don't forget to have communion. You know, we have communion every Sunday here at 9.15. I reckon these are things that stir us to grow in our love and be consistent, that hold us when things might be challenging in our world. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. Love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul. If you're, if you're wavering or you're feeling like life is up and down, I want to encourage you, be consistent. Try and get a consistency in God. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Sometimes it's just, you can be simple. Get up, get out of bed, pray, read your Bible, hear from the Lord, and get into your day knowing that you're loved. It goes on, last verse. In that verse 8, it says, The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. I want to encourage you this morning. God's commandments are right. When we align our lives with God's commandment, it brings joy to the heart. I pray you're joyful this morning. I pray your heart is full this morning. I pray you're joyful. When it doesn't look like you thought it would, is there a regularity in your world? 
Is there a consistency? Is there compassion in your world? See, compassion for me is something that only comes out. Only comes out of me. One of the greatest things that we can ever do for other people is serve other people and encourage one another. Third point was, are you growing in your love for God? Perfect love casts out all fear. When we go into situations, you know, that, that woman with the baby, I don't know what her life would have been like. She was probably in a situation where she was looking for love and she was trying to get by. And then she got given this gift and she chose to do whatever it took. I want to encourage you, perfect love casts out all fear. What would you do for people in your world? And then our last point was building a foundation on trusting the Lord will bring you joy. Building a foundation on trusting the Lord will bring you joy. You know, this morning, we've had a great sense of God's love and God's spirit and peace in this room. But I pray things have been encouraging. I pray this morning that as you point and as you draw to God, that you'll know you can trust Him. Just like Moses' mom was like, all right, Lord, I'm not sure how this is going to go. But she was able to know that God had Moses' number and was going to look after him. God brings along people that change things around, but we can trust in God. So my question is, where, where, where do you need to trust God? Where can you take His heart right now and the compassion of God and add it into your world? Do you need to trust Him for the salvation of one of your family members? Yeah, you know I do. I'm still praying for my dad. Dad, if you're watching online, hurry up. <laughs> I don't think he's watching online, so. I still pray for many of my family. I, so excited I God pulled me out of where I was going and put me next to an amazing family. Some of you know them, they're here today. But God moves. Where do you need to cast out fear and know the love of God in your life? I invite you just to close your eyes and we're gonna finish in a moment. And it's gonna pray. Father, I thank you right now for your, for your love and your grace towards every single person. Thank you, Lord, for these amazing ladies that we've just read a, an account from this morning, how they were willing to give away what you'd given to them, and they were willing to put their trust in you. And Lord, this morning, I pray that as we are willing to give away what sometimes we might hold on to and put our trust in you. That I thank you, Lord, that your love grows in our life. That, Lord, your heart towards us is phenomenal. And I just pray right now for the love of God to grow in our lives, especially, Lord, where areas of fear might be coming in, where there's uncertainty or concerns or issues. I pray, Father, for your love and your grace to move 
in every person's life. I pray, Lord, that there'd be a, a, a hearing from you in our heart and in our spirit, knowing, God, that we can trust in you and we can grow in you. And Lord, ultimately, we can walk every day in your light. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.